Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude episode 21.5. One of the really exciting things that I have learned on my podcast recently is that I have had at least four listens from Hong Kong and one listen from Indonesia. So it's kind of exciting that I have some people outside of the country that have, whether intentionally or otherwise, listened to my podcast. Also, I now have over 700 listens. So I've been doing this for less than a year. I'm pretty darn excited. Um, not quite at 50 total episodes. So uh, anyway, that's kind of cool. Uh, something I've discovered over the last few weeks as we've been getting ready for Christmas and doing our relative Christmas shopping and uh, you know wish list building, etc., is that on Amazon you can buy titanium dice. I know that's completely and utterly useless on basically every level, but as we've talked about before, there is no such thing as irrelevant other than the word irrelevant. So titanium dice have to have some kind of relevance. And I think that relevance lands in the it's awesome category. We, uh, My wife and I also recently purchased from some Black Friday deal a uh, bed frame for our frame. It's the first one we've had since we've been married for almost 18 years that actually has a headboard and a footboard on it. But what makes this one different is that it doesn't have uh, space for a box springs. So it's got like a built-in box spring concept. So I'd be very curious to know how this is going to play out. I've never had a bed like this before. So uh, in future podcasts, I'll kind of report back and let you know how it goes. Because, hey, if nothing else, it's a money saver. And there is a new comic strip that my sister and brother-in-law turned me on to uh, at one of our Christmas get-togethers. It's called Strange Planet by Nathan Pyle. And basically, it's like some aliens on another planet. Obviously, to themselves, they would be aliens. But they're living a very literal human lifestyle. And so everything they do, they put in very literal terms. And for people like me, who really enjoy things very literal, it's extremely hilarious. So I highly encourage you to check it out if you get a chance. Again, it's called Strange Planet. And as mentioned before, I'm going to try to do a little bit of you know scripture references from some of our family scripture study. And my oldest son was actually leading the scripture study uh, this past week or two. And we came across uh, a passage in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And I'll read it. And it says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. This struck me for a variety of reasons. One of which was due to the fact that in one of my previous podcasts or my last podcast that I recorded, I talked about potential energy and uh, posed a couple of questions related to potential energy, one of which was uh, determining the greatest source of uh, potential energy to compare yourself against and how to uh, you know, harness it or obtain it. And as I was trying to answer that myself in preparation for the next podcast, the one I'll be recording after this one, uh, light struck me after my wife and my oldest son and my second to oldest son started having a pretty incredible conversation about light. And one of the things I wanted to point out, well, two things that the scripture struck me with is uh, throughout the world's history, there have been a number of people who are blind. Some have become blind, some are born blind. But light is a very common thing when it comes to a, um, a scriptural perspective and spiritual perspective, and in reference to God. And so light by itself must transcend the visual, because for a person who's never seen before, how could they really truly understand what light is, unless it means something more than what we see with our eyes? 
the other thing I wanted to point out is at the very end of the scripture, it says, and in him is no darkness at all. If you think about it, one of the comic responses I give to when you hear the phrase, what's your favorite color? I will often say my favorite color is shadow because it's the absence of light. It, it, it is the containment of no light, meaning there's no color. But if the scripture is accurate in its statements, that must mean that um, Christ in this situation emits light from every single source to the point where it must be so drastic that no shadow can be created. So I thought that was kind of an interesting perspective. All right, so moving on, uh, one last little tidbit before I dive into the top five is uh, my family and I, we've been uh, binge-watching as possible each release of the latest My Hero Academia anime as it comes out on Amazon Prime. It's a pretty fantastic anime. I got I got to point it out again, uh, if I've not mentioned it enough times in previous podcasts. It's very, very good. Um, another show, now that we have Disney+, Plus that we haven't dived into yet is The Mandalorian. Uh, I keep hearing great things. I'm excited to start it. We just haven't yet. Um, okay, so I haven't recorded since uh, Thanksgiving occurred, and I figured top five top five favorite foods at Thanksgiving. It's different than just a traditional top five favorite. So I'll burn through these really quick. Um, my number one on this list is a favorite, partially just because it's a family tradition and partially just because it's kind of bizarre for a lot of other people. When my wife and I got married and we attended our first Thanksgiving together on her side of the family, I was going through the appetizers and noticed there's a lack of celery with peanut butter on it. Who is a psychotic person would serve celery without peanut butter on it? I mean, seriously. So I'm going to put that as number one on this list because seriously, celery with peanut butter. It's amazing. Uh, the second one is my wife makes this amazing spinach artichoke dip thing uh, that you put like a crusty bread or chips or something in. Um, not great cold, but like keeping it hot in a crock pot. Really, really, really good. Other favorite thing at Thanksgiving, rolls. You've just got to. I don't care if it's plain rolls, if it's orange rolls, if it's cinnamon rolls. I will have to say that the very first Thanksgiving that I attended with my wife, it's actually, I think, when we were engaged. Um, uh, we had some other family or soon-to-be family there that shall remain nameless. And a certain group of individuals decided to have a roll-eating contest. And my mother-in-law made a ton, and by that I mean like dozens upon dozens of homemade cinnamon and orange rolls. And the two specific individuals uh, that decided to get in on this contest ate so many of them that I'm pretty sure they wished that they had died and how much pain they were in for the rest of the day. So for the rest of us in the room, it was kind of funny. Uh, item four is gravy. As a kid, really didn't like gravy as an adult. I love it now, but not by itself, obviously. You got to put it with number five. My all-time favorite thing at uh, Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. And this one, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. Uh, I love to make them. I'm a terrible cook in most respects, but I love making good mashed potatoes. And the best part is you take the mashed potatoes with some gravy and then you dip your rolls in it. So good. And I will tell you my secret ingredient, it's not so secret anymore, is Havarti cheese. You put it in the mashed potatoes while you're making them. Really, really good. And to cap off this podcast, remember, have a fantastic week. Smile and be happy. And light wonders how Chuck Norris moves so fast. <laughs>